not the podcast you are looking for. If you're looking for the same old content delivered by the same old people, you are on the wrong pod. This podcast has life form. You are listening to Stash and Lash. You're listening to Stash and Lash, the show where we talk about everything that unites us as Mexicans. One living in the U.S. and one living in Mexico. The Stash and Lash Show. Is this thing on? Hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome. How is everybody? Welcome to... Drum roll, please. Halloween slash Dia de Muertos special. My friend, how are you today? I am excited. I mean, you can't tell, man. Look at this. I have my whole room decorated now. I put the, the velas on. Right? I got the, the, the skulls going. I even got this shirt. This shirt, like, you know, I feel uh, like... Yeah, we dressed up. Like, definitely, we dressed up for today. <laughs> so, it's... happy, uh, you know, Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos coming up after this weekend. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for this very special edition of the Stash and Last Show. Once again, this is Ed Stash Show. And the Last Show. Welcome, so, everybody. Welcome. So we're going to go right into it. Um, we have a special guest. Uh, this guest has been totally cool with me harassing him. I mean, um, <laughs> quick story on how um, I even came across and even like, you know what, we have to get him on. Uh, he was doing a, a, a presentation or a, uh, some kind of sp- uh, speech here at ASU. I saw an article come up and my wife is like, dude, you have to get him on. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, reached out. Send a couple messages, and the first thing it was late at night too. And he said, "Sure, why not? I'll join your podcast." I'll, I got I freaked out, um, <laughs> and here we are. Fast forward. So uh, let's introduce our special guest, uh, Lash. Would you mind doing the intros? Of course. So we have uh, with us today uh, Lalo Alcaraz. Lalo, come are you on there? On. <gasps> <gasps> Whoa! I like how you wrote my name, Lalo Al. <laughs> Lalo Al, <laughs> A-L, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, sure. I'm proud to be on uh, your show uh, for the um, Muertos, uh, very special Muertos episode. Very special Muertos, yes. I see that you're even in fogging up. I'm sorry, my glasses are fogging up, so I got to take off my <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think, uh, you know, we need to wear a mask in this environment, but I appreciate the the gesture uh, <laughs> uh you know lalo tell us a little about yourself man i know that you do you're very well known i mean we're going to get into a lot of different topics uh but tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, currently what you um what you're working on if you don't mind sure i'm a political cartoonist and chicano artist that basically uh they keep throwing uh new new uh mediums at me uh they <laughs> i mean the universe i guess uh, to work on. So, uh, uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, I started off as a kid that the kid that draws, uh, you know, at school, uh, and, uh, and, and grew up in San Diego, California on the border. Uh, and I grew up in, um, in San Diego in the, you know, in the seventies, basically. And when I was a kid, I would see that uh, there was nobody that looked like me on TV. There was no brown people on TV. Um, and, but uh, you could watch American shows dubbed in Spanish, right? Spanish is my first language. Uh, and my parents are from 
uh, Zacatecas and Sinaloa. Uh, yeah, woo! woo. And, uh, <laughs> I like I like how it's Mexicans when somebody from like mentions a town we're from. We go, oh, that's right, woohoo! <laughs> Paisano, yay! Paisano. You know what? Can I say something? I, I I'm really excited to be on a show that is like Mexican themed, like you know Mexican descent, uh, and, and the you know not to disparage other other places, uh, uh, other uh, labels. Um, but you know, specificity is universality. And I think that, uh, that's what I use in my work and I'm glad to see it, see you guys doing it. Um, although sometimes you can go a little extreme. I have a friend who's a college professor who said he's like a, he's not Mexican. He's like a Zacatecan American. You know? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, it doesn't quite work, but you know, okay. Uh, we're, we're all figuring this thing out, right? <laughs> I like I like the specificity though. That's gonna throw a lot of uh, Americans uh, off, right? Like, what? What's what? Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so so I um, I use the border in my work. I use uh, you know uh, the Chicano political movement in my work. Uh, I'm a pro-immigrant all the way hasta la muerte, hasta la tumba, and. Uh, I even I'm so pro-immigrant. I even think Melania Trump can stay. I think she can stay. <laughs> All right, you know. Like but, okay, fine, you can stay. Like you can stay, but your husband can go. So. Yeah, so, suddenly I'm the migra now. You know. So. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, I I work in pop culture. I work uh, you know uh, to promote Mexican culture, to promote Chicano culture, uh, border culture. And uh, and to support immigrants' rights in in all kinds of media. That's the that's the broad strokes, I guess. We can get more specific and universal in a bit. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate that, Lalo. Now, the reason why I, again we love having you on is because of that connection. You know, again, our show. Yeah. You know, I'm here in the U.S. and I'm I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up in Riverside, right, the England Empire, for for most of my childhood. And then, um, of course, I was born in Zacatecas, so there's that connection there. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, Gabby, and her story's a little different. She was born in, in Ciudad de Mexico. Went, lived yeah, in I was born in Mexico City, but I moved to the U.S. when I was, like, two months old. And I lived in the U.S. for the seven years of my life. So How I'm was kind that? Of... Did you crawl the whole way? That was... uh, that's, that's a good question. I have to go back to my mom and ask her <laughs> That's a good question. That's how they, got um, they, they weren't expecting the, the baby immigrants coming over. Crawling. Exactly. Like literally crawling. That's going to be the across the border on, on, those, on those news stations, right? Baby immigrants crawling. <laughs> uh, you're, you're Take, taking late. over. Yeah. Too much late to be an anchor baby. <laughs> yeah. Mexicans are always late. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah. Gabby, uh, tell your story about how interesting it was that you were actually going to be born in, in, in the US oh. and your parents got a little got scared because again we like to scare people right so my mom my mom was the one that got scared so uh story is my parents got married and they moved to the US because my dad got a scholarship uh to um, ha pursue his PhD and 
fair enough, my mom got pregnant with me, and uh, when she was eight months pregnant, uh, I was I was going to be born there uh, because uh, the college uh, gave them like uh, medical services and whatever, and so they were cool. She's gonna the baby. They didn't know it was a, a girl. Uh, it was she was gonna get born get born here, uh, but a, a neighbor scared my mom, and she was like, hey. If it's a boy, they're going to enlist him in the army. So you better, yes, exactly. So you better go back, um, get the baby to be Mexican, and come back. And that's what she did. So she flew eight months pregnant uh, back to Mexico City, and I was born here. And at two months old, on a plane, I went back to the U.S. and we stayed there uh, for seven years. So that's the story. Slap that neighbor. I know. I, I, right now, when we talk about this, I'm like, Mom, like, really? And she's like, I know, I know. We but have, We always have those neighbors, she's mozos. I think they know it all and scare the crap out of us, right? I mean, I think that's what happens. She's mozos. Yeah. So that's the story. Wow. So we have a connection because we are both Mexican. Uh, I lived in the U.S. I, I think I lived in the U.S. And you see, we're still living in Mexico. So yep. that's funny. So I came back, and then you went to the U.S. Right? Oh, and you like, stayed there. Yeah, no, I, I came over. I came over when I was four, and you know that that turned my life around. I never looked, never went back. And you know, people always ask me till today, like, you don't have an accent, and I'm like, I wish I had an accent, dude. Accents are sexy as hell, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, look what it's done for Antonio Banderas and all these Mexican actors. Right? Yeah, Mexican, he's not Mexican. Arizona, he's Spanish. Arizona accent, so. <laughs> But uh, no, I've, I've been here ever since I was four. But I went back. I told Gabby I went back when I was um, man back in like junior high, high school for for a couple of years. And I actually went to school in Tijuana for about a year. Um, I loved it there, man. I that's where I grew up. That's where I became a man, and not in that sense. I didn't do the the doctor. What? 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 Man. TMI. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I grew up. I, I was, I was, you know, I was taking taxis. I was, I was all over town, man. Again, not that way. I, I just, <laughs> I was a man about town. Uh, and, and, and you know, that, that's when I came back to the U.S. and I took my school serious because, dude, the Mexican education it was way more advanced than I ever took. And I was like, I don't even do the math, the everything, the curriculum. I mean, I was, I was falling behind. I was a bum compared to what I was learning in the U.S. And, that's when I came back and I excelled in my school, and I think those years in Mexico. So, wow, that that's amazing because I, I've always uh, heard that you know, like the Mexican school system. Uh, I mean, it, it it's it's different, but it can be more rigorous, and I, I think it maybe it teaches you survival. Uh, as you know, because probably a lot of the students are not going to go past prepa or even before. My, my mom, I mean, this is like the 1930s or something. My mom went to the fourth grade, you know. She's smart as hell. She used to do the homework for the other, the ranchero kids that had, you know, uh, farms and could, like, pay her in uh, uh, longaniza and queso. And, and, <laughs> of course. And, yeah, you know. Of course. So, and she was like, a, you know, a baby, man. You know, so, uh, but she was... She taught me how to be a, a, a smart ass. So she was kind of smart <laughs> in that way. And that's where it came from, man. And that's how you <laughs> ended up with your career, man. Again, I, I, you know, doing a little bit of research on you, 
you know, it sounds like you were actually your first career path or your, your main focus was actually architecture. Right? You're going to be an architect. Well, I mean, overall, I was going to be an artist no matter what, because my my uh, I feel like we might all be cousins because or we cross paths <laughs> because all our backgrounds are kind of similar. But uh, I have family in in um, that they're <clears throat> my cousins from Mazatlan, two boys couldn't go to university in the 70s there in Sinaloa there was no university they had to go to Mexico City to go to go uh, study they became CPAs but the background is they are artistic and they they sang played wrote music they had radio shows painted drew I mean it's like uh, the Alcaraz line is like super artistic right so I benefited from those genes, um, but I got to grow up in the U.S. where, you know, uh, you know, I could make a live, live as an artist. I've never had any other day job, you know. This is my day job, being an artist, and I've been really lucky in, in being able to do all kinds of different things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in, um, in Mexico, my, my cousins were CPAs, you know, okay, and then artists. taught. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, I and I can't do math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, math. I don't know where they got that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely. I, it's interesting you say that because I mean, Mexico is well known for their artists, right? I mean, just in, the, the creatives in general. I mean, think about all the other uh, directors. But me, me and Gabby had an episode, several episodes back, where we're talking about really just you know um, the, the golden era of Mexico film, right? Which was the um, Pedro Infante, you know, Jorge Negrete, those uh, Cantinflas. Dude, those movies were just iconic in the storyline. And just even to, we were talking about that episode with the Tres Huastecos, which, which is like they didn't have the height, you know, the, 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 the technology they have now, but they were able to do like them in three, you know, put them in three different characters, right? Like the, 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 the creativity that they did back then was amazing. And, and, and again, it runs in our blood. I mean, from art, art you know, artistics, creatives, it's, it's what Mexican, right? I have, I have a funny story. I was doing, getting in, uh, I was presenting an honor up north in Sacramento, uh, the, the Latino Spirit Award or something, the state government. And uh, I was doing a podcast with uh, one of the assembly people, uh, Wendy Ortiz, uh, and uh, with Cheech, right? Cheech was one of the honorees, Cheech Marin. And so uh, he's a big Chicano art collector. We're doing this podcast together. And, you know, it was kind of smoky in, in the room, if you know what I mean. And uh, so uh, we're, we're, we're all feeling pretty good, but uh, I was very comfortable. And I said, hey, Cheech, let me tell you something. I have a wacky racial theory about like Mesoamericans, specifically Mexicans, indigenous people from Mexico and Mesoamerica. We all have like an artist gene, like a graphic design gene. And he looked at me and he goes, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biggest Chicano art collector in the world. And he's like, Duh. yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Something <laughs> runs in our blood where we have this like visual art talent that is, I mean, like I was speaking in 
oh god in uh texas i think and i went to a big library and i'm, I'm getting old and i'm forgetting all the names of all these big stories uh <laughs> the, the specific specific library had has a great mesoamerican art collection has a like uh, a map room sort of they call the it's kind of the paper collection they said would you like to see uh, i get invited to like special behind the scenes stuff all the time right of course uh, yeah i love it and uh they said would you like to see this this display we have um it's a map i said yeah sure uh they leave me a, a big ass table and it is i'm not lying i mean like a, a, a like 10 by 15 feet it felt like you know maybe 10 by 10 feet of a a map from 1570 right like 50 years after the conquista this map that was drawn by an indigenous artist right and it's a map that like like you see those the codexes with like you know a temple and some nopales and an yeah. eagle over here and then the gods over here killing some dude it like that except it was you know like <laughs> the colonial era was starting you know the post-conquest era yeah. and it was a map of the area some area i'm not sure somewhere in central mexico and they were telling me like yeah the the the, the artist you know they and and you could see the, i had my nose up to this thing it's covered in plastic thankfully like your kia's couch right and <laughs> I was looking at the lines and it was i mean like i had my sketch oh crap just fell off my desk i had you know sketch like it's like looking at my sketchbook you know like this going like I could see where the artist, you know, used a brush and ink and paint, and 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 my mind was like, you know, getting blown. Yeah. Uh, by, by how these guys were like cart the cartoonists, you know, they were cartoonists. Yeah. And yeah. here I was, 500 years later, looking at this guy's work, like, like it, like, like, like he drew it yesterday, but it yeah. was a cart, like a big comic page, and 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 it's just amazing. And the the funny thing is, they they told me they would they would lie to the Spanish, right? Like say, you know, he lives by this lake, you know, his family lives over by the lake with the, the nopalero next to it. And it's got like good, a good, uh, you know, some a good hot spring or something there. And he would, he would draw like a, a puddle of mud and be like, oh no, you don't want to go there. Yeah, that's terrible over there. <laughs> so <laughs> they would lie to the Spanish, be like, yeah, now that area sucks, you know. Even back then, we were uh, we were trouble. We were teasing everybody, yeah. Oh, yeah. Todos <laughs> madrosos back then. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes, we, we do have that skill. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely. I love how teach when he just called you out. I'm like, like, this is not new, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like that, duh, is yeah. going to be the highlight. Of this conversation, but I I, I blame the I blame the the, sm the smoke that was happening that uh, something was happening. Was I happening. don't. It was. I, I, what was what was that? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't was it on fire. Yeah, Chong was on fire, but. <laughs> so, uh, Lalo, talk talk to us about the interior transition. So again, you grew up, you know, in the by a border town in, in San Diego, right there by Tijuana. Um, you know, tell us about how you got into political cartooning because. You know that is definitely you know a, you know it's still it's still it's, it's very artistic, but definitely there's more significance to that, right? Why you decide? Why why did you decide that medium, right? That outlet for you? You know, I I I, I think I mean I I was going every week to 
Tijuana or every two weeks to go get the, you know, La Quincena, you know, to go get the groceries, right? To my mom or my dad would drop us off and, and then we'd, we'd go shopping. And, uh, and I would see the newsstands, you know, and I would see the comics, you know, like Santo comics and Galiman and, and then, you know, all the translated Disney comics, Donald Duck and, for some reason, like Scrooge McDuck is really big in, in Latin America, but I guess because he's rich, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, so there's, you know, obviously there's a big tradition in Latin America of uh, comics uh, because of the, you know, lower literacy levels, right? And it's, and, and that genetic disposition to be able to draw. Uh, and so uh, there's, you know, uh, which is why today we have like Mexico has like the most badass editorial cartoonists on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, they are just amazing artists. You know, uh, but the, and they get to cuss in there, so they're actually yes. like, they get to draw dirty things in their comics. <laughs> yes, but you know that's Mexico. So um, I, I think I picked that up there, uh, going back and forth and seeing like my mom would take me to the. You know the the movie man at the Cinerama uh, mm-hmm. TJ, and we would watch like uh, the you know Sa- Santo versus versus Las Momias, Las Momias, Blue Demon versus Your Tia, and whatever you know, <laughs> and uh, and and that would blow my mind. So I loved all that, and then I would come back to the U.S. and be like, well, ho hum, <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to draw that stuff over here because. I'm bored, you know, and so I would. I, I started drawing that way. I, I just love comics naturally, and then um, I think after a few years of, you know, as, as would mature, and I would see injustice. You know, I would see the way my my parents were treated by their bosses. Uh, I would see how the Mexican community in San Diego was mistreated, and you know, I, you know, we'd be followed. We'd be followed it in the damn JC Pennies by the shoplifting police, you know, and and while I'd get I was a little cholillo and we'd we'd get chased by the sheriffs in Lemon Grove where I grew up in the town. Which actually Lemon actually so you know uh, I mentioned this uh, that I would get racially profiled by the sheriffs in Lemon Grove while I was getting this recognition by my city lemon grove where i grew up and i am opening this right now pulling out the certificate that they made for me in recognition uh of lalo alcaraz certificate of recognition the the world's turn has uh turn in weird circles has has a funny thing about it yeah (laughs) anyway i think that's hilarious wow wow amazing City of Lemon Grove. That's it. Awesome. We're famous for a giant concrete lemon. Okay. Uh, also, and the Lemon Grove incident, if you guys know what that is, that is a one of the very first school desegregation cases and, uh, involving Mexican kids. There were all my friends' uh, parents. Wow. My okay. Parents were the kids involved in this case where they, they built a separate school uh, thanks to the PTA, thanks PTA, the white PTA decided the Mexican kids ought to stay on their side of the tracks. Like literally, they it's a safety issue. 
They shouldn't cross the tracks to come to our school. So right. we're going to build them a school over there. Oh, my gosh. They built them a barn. Oh, that's and so kind. They, everybody pulled their kids out and sent their, some of their kids to, to TJ to go to school while this case happened. So wow. Lemon Grove sure has uh, come around uh, uh, in a while. Well, that's the thing, Lalo. I think I think the biggest thing that stands out for me is that, you know, when, when we see a lot of these things happening, right, it, 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 it uh, you know, evokes emotion, right? Like we find that emotion and, you know, we can take it in anger and, and just, you know, be upset with the world or we can channel it like you did and put it into practice with our talents, right? And bring awareness. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what, you know, that's what you've done, you know, that that's what you've been, you know, a big part of. And that's for me, that stands out And you know, whatever talents we have, right. Whether it's sharing, even sharing our story, you know, my yeah. example is, you know, you talk about the, uh, you know, the, 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 the law in California back in the nineties, the, uh, um, SB 1070, I think it is. Did I say it right? Did I picture it? In Arizona, you mean? No, in California. What Prop was that 187. Like? 187. Thank you. Yeah, I remember being a kid and being around that time and I was illegal. So I, re I remember those moments. And for me, it's like, hey, I'm going to tell my story and not be shy about it. Right. Don't don't yeah. don't hold it within myself. Like tell others, hey, we are not like the media or other people portray us. Right. And, and, and that's yeah. really what it comes down to. So, again, I just want to thank you for everything that you're doing. And, you know, you're you're, you're for myself and others, you're showing us the way that it's totally possible, you know, that don't keep it to yourself. Wow. Well, I hope so. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably that first generation of the undocumented and unafraid generation, you know, I mean, you yeah. were the first ones and prop 187 and 1070, I yeah, mean, yeah. just yeah. garbage laws that, you know, came out of, uh, uh, just, just that, you know, that hatred, I would see it growing up in San Diego. We used to have things called like light up the border which was, you know, a bunch of white guys would take their cars to the border and turn the lights on mm -hmm, so that mm -hmm. the when the, the Mexicans try to come over the fence, they would be lit up so the border patrol could get them. And it, it's just like, who thinks of that stuff up? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> God, like, just go live your life and be happy, you know? Um, right, but right. Um, so speaking of being happy uh, and, and of, uh, you know, expressing yourself in your art and getting that out. And that's a funny thing that I, I see today. I, I try to stay relevant, you know, uh, and try to stay on top of what's happening. But sometimes, you know, um, some of the, uh, the self-care and, and the, the uh, what's the other thing, the, the healing and all that stuff, that's great, you know. I can't deal with that because then I wouldn't have anything to, to, to draw about, you know, like if I was totally happy, I would just go play Xbox or something, you know? And, uh, and, but that, so for me, it draw the drawing and writing it, I'm on a mission. It's my therapy. And I, yeah. like I said, I'm going to die mad. You can, th I'm just going to throw me in the ground. I'm going to be mad. The ground's going to bubble up with mad. I'm going to be angry. And that's good. That's fine. Yeah, and like I said, that's your therapy. Let's uh, let, let me show you show a couple images here of like you know your um, you know what oh, you yeah. done. What does this Joker do anyway? What yeah, let, let's let's prove let's, <laughs> let's prove see. people that there's actually some stuff we here. Need right? Proof. Yeah. So uh, this is La Cucaracha, right? This is your comic strip that you uh, created and that you share a lot of your your content. 
Yeah, uh, originally it was called L.A. Cucaracha. It was uh, I started it back in uh, after the L.A. riots. Like because of the L.A. riots, I got a chance at the L.A. Weekly. I was invited to draw a comic strip, a weekly panel, uh, and I kind of I was there 17 years. Um, and other, you know, it was like alt weekly cartoon, and I used these characters. Kind of the they evolved in that. Uh, in, in the LA Weekly version, uh, you know, Matt Groening of The Simpsons was drawing mm-hmm. Life in Hell there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably the only other cartoonist that was there a little longer than I was. Wow. Uh, and all the alt weekly cartoons that, you know, weeklies are basically gone now. You know, papers are, yeah. you know, shrinking. And so uh, it was a golden era for, you know, kind of these. Uh, these, these comics that we do uh, once a week. But I turned this in, in 2002, I turned it into a daily comic strip and it's been going since then. That's awesome, man. And again, you, I mean, you have so much work out there. I mean, you're, you're definitely on top of, you know, the political and everything that's going on. You're very, you know, you're, you're very, you know, ahead of the game when it comes to that. But, you know, I'm going to pull a couple of them up, but if you can just share, you know, what were the inspirations or what was going on, you know, during this time when you, uh, printed this cartoon so this is one that really stood out to me right here uh, oh and i want to say too like the 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 characters in la cucaracha uh not to make you go back but you i forced you I to did. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> it, this was like this was like a, a group of friends in the 20s it's kind of my reaction to friends the show it's like chicano oh. friends of you know being 25 being out of college and not having a care in the world, you know. Vero, uh, Cuco, and... Yeah, Vero, uh, Eddie, Cuco, Cuco. and uh-huh. Neto, the guy with the red hat, uh, yeah. Eddie's little brother. And there's now there's like dozens of characters, um, but uh, yeah, so it's a slice of life of like a, a group of Chicano friends and they basically experience everything that's happening now so i mean um, this, this should be a sitcom like you know this should be friends like this should make well, it i've only pitched it as a show like eight times so <laughs> maybe the ninth time will uh, stick. maybe let's keep let's keep pushing it man because i i would be interested we talk about friends all the time and that connection of like you know oh who are you but i'm like you know let's make it relevant like what you said growing up yeah it, we want to see that representation now right i like you know? how now we've got come to the point in society where the creator of friends is like apologizing for making an all-white show in new york yeah so, yeah it's exactly. like all right that that's not enough but okay you know? <laughs> it's a little too late but i'll, I'll take it right yeah all right um, so with a few of these images there this little- one is about you know obviously ice's tactics and and really just a general terrorizing of our undocumented communities by ice and the government uh so abolish ice yeah no and and you know what this one resonated with me because that's how i felt growing up right in the shadows uh you know definitely felt like the the boogeyman right like you always have to be careful you can't bring attention to yourself you know just head down and you know, and that's why I'm saying when I went to Mexico, that's where I felt liberated. I felt like I didn't have to be like that no more. I could be myself. I can get a taxi. You know, I'll be outspoken, stand up for myself. You know, and, and I think that was a big, you know, big turning point for myself. So that, this is really all, all the Mexicanos are like, Why is this kid's so loud in <laughs> He's so happy all the time. What's so going happy? on? And he has an accent. And, and if people from Mexico know that I'm not from Mexico, they go, "Are you from LA?" I'm like, "Calmate, pocho." <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, this was uh, had to be during the during the campaign of uh, I think is it. Uh... Wow, I haven't seen this one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of the presidential campaign uh, between Romney and Obama, uh, and uh, no, they it's like they, you know, they were both pay- playing the center. Yeah, uh, and so they really didn't want to talk about immigration. Like they're dismissing the immigration topic. Yeah, the eight hundred pound gorilla. Those are frustrating, dude. Those debates are no longer debates for me. They're all about deflect, deflect, change the subject. Yeah, and I do. You know, let's have a real debate. Like, you know, tell me what your you know. It's it's frustrating. All right, this is another one of my favorite. This is a classic. Of course, this is um, so. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of that t-shirt, you know, uh, Homeland Security, uh, with the, all the, with Geronimo and a bunch of, uh, 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 warriors, right? Uh, and, uh, Apache warriors. And so I, I was like, I want to do my version of that. So this was my version. This is like probably the biggest cartoon I ever did. My most popular one. Uh, and, uh, used Geronimo's image. Uh, the you know Geronimo, I mean, what a badass! He mm-hmm. he fought off the Mexican and the American armies, you know, to to a standstill, you know, and he finally had to give up so that his people wouldn't get massacred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and that he's just you know, in any other history, uh, you know, this guy would have been running everything, you know, right? Uh, a, 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 a brave, smart, uh, just hero. Uh, and uh, um, also, it's a little inspired by. So stop me if you heard the story before, because when I tell it, I I I I I then heard it somewhere else. But my dad uh, would tell a story that where you know he'd have to cross over from Tijuana when he was living in Tijuana, working in in San Diego. He would have to cross the border once a week to go to work right and stay at a boarding house uh and uh in 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 lemon grove so the there would always be they go at the same day same time and there would always be a big native american dude in line with them you know and they you know everybody has to go through the line right so he would be in line with them and then the 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 uh the customs agent would say Papers, please, and then uh, and then all the Mexicanos would be like, you know, they serve their their micas or whatever, right? And then when they get to this Indian guy, they would be like, uh oh, here comes George. <laughs> like, Papers, please, and he would he would throw a fit every time. He'd go, what? What? Papers? Me? Show me your papers. Ba- you show. You me should be. Papers. Yes. He would like, you know, just go off on them, and they would be like, "Okay, go, George, go." Right. That's awesome. Every week, so I, I told the story somewhere, and somebody's like, "Wait a minute, my abuelo used to tell that story." And then I, I googled it, and I found it somewhere. Else. I'm like, "Okay, this is like is urban legend or something. I don't know what this is." So. I question uh, the veracity of that story, but I that question, inspired this cartoon too. I question everything, is what you're saying. I, like, <laughs> I like how our parents do exaggerate some of these stories, right? Like, I mean, for me, one of the ones that my 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 mom exaggerated. She said that um, uh, Antonio Aguilar was my uncle, 
Oh, that's <laughs> your uncle. He's from Zacatecas. I'm like, oh, he is. And I would tell everybody. I would say, hey, my uncle's Antonio Aguilar. He's a badass. Like I'm, he's a. And then finally, I, I, you know, I think it was until in my 20s, she finally said, "Mijo, stop telling people he's your uncle. He's not." I just made that up. <laughs> and I'm like, "You're telling me now in my 20s?" <laughs> he's actually from Boston. So. <laughs> yeah. And his name is Antonio Gonzalez, Antonio Gonzalez de Guadalupe. It's Tony Eagle. I tell these parents, man. All right. So let's, let's add a few more. Here are more recent ones. I mean, I can imagine there's been different eras that you had, right, of different, uh, you know, just events in our history. Yeah, I, I come from many eras now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through many eras. And, of course, you had the most recent one. And, I mean, you had a ton of material, right, to just really oh, just yeah. you know, hound on. Jeez. I mean, you know, we uh, all cartoonists got that. Man, you must be so excited with all, all the material you have. I'm like, actually, no, I wanted to, to end. Yeah, Please yeah. end. <laughs> I'm glad it finally came t- sort of to an end. Sort of, yeah. It's not every day, every every three hours, something new. So I think you were overworked. I mean, you're probably working you know, twice as hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was so easy. He's a big, fat, moving, th- slow-moving target. <laughs> uh, and... So, um, but you know, like I said, Melania can stay because you know yeah. she's got her anchor baby. Yeah, so it's legal. It is. Yeah, when I saw that again, I mean, I think that that sign's been so iconic. But the fact that you can, we can, it, you know, it can it can be used for the opposite, right? To bring awareness and be like, hey, this oh is yeah, right. I think I could do a whole art show with all the cartoons I use the border crossing sign. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I think I'm the cartoonist that he has used it the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and hands down. Here's another one of my favorite. Can I, can I tell you something? Don't yeah, tell yeah. anybody. I might even own one of these signs. Like a real one? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I love that. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was smoke involved. That's all I know. There was smoke involved, and then I did not break. There was smoke somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I would. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I say I. I was to say I wish I would. I mean, I, do I have one of those signs? Maybe I do in my closet somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it has to be a very big closet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, here's here's the most recent one. Another most recent one that I I really I mean I say enjoy, but I definitely when I saw this I reposted it right away because it, it really pissed me off. Right when you have organizations that are from Mexico um, and then they get involved and they support you know the, this this family, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, that, uh, I, you know. Well, again, I mean, there. Goya, I don't think is from Mexico, but uh, they're Cuban. Are they? Yeah, which makes them. Oh, I thought sense. they were Mexican. Yeah, I, I, that's something new. I didn't know that. I thought, but they they get, definitely cater. They're the majority of their. Uh, revenue. Yeah. They they are they are definitely everywhere. They play, you know, they play all sides. But when this moron, uh, the head of Goya, came out and supported trump i mean you know that was like field day i mean everybody's doing cartoons on that and i i i jumped i did like two or three uh, <laughs> for sure um and uh you know this is another kind of iconic image with the the child in the cage you know that yeah. i've used that quite a bit um you know sometimes i mean i have to point this out to people and now that we have a 
an, an audience watching this around Day of the Dead. Day of the um, Dead. <laughs> just to put the date stamp on it. Uh, that, you know, editorial, like, I, I have, I, I draw a lot of hate, you know, not just from right wingers, you know, I draw hate from people in our own community that sometimes don't understand what editorial cartoons are. And they just see, you know, um, an image and think like, you know, you know, or they're, they're traumatized by it, or they're offended by it. And they think, I, I you know, they think I'm a proponent of this stuff that I draw. It's like, no, you know, it's, it's, I'm presenting what's going on in the news. You know, I'm not just drawing posters for, you know, everyone's delight. I'm, I'm in a, I'm, I'm, I'm cataloging, I'm capturing a moment in history in the news cycle. And now, you know, because the news cycle is like every five minutes, a new story. Right. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, we have to not look away. We have to see these awful things, kids in cages. I'm, I'm not, you know, they, I think people see cartoons and they, and they say, Oh, are you trying to be funny? So uh, just cause it's a cartoon does not mean I'm trying to be funny. I'm usually funny cause I'm a very funny guy. But, <laughs> and humor is, you know, helps, helps the medicine go down. Yeah. But sometimes I'm, you know, it's a hammer. I want to hit you on the head with it and piss you off so that you yeah. get off your ass and do something about this. Mm-hmm. Be outraged. It is. And it's one of those things when you watch this, you want to just like like go and shake these people and be like, are you not seeing what I'm seeing here? Like, aren't you pissed off as well? Right? Yeah. So I tell them, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So they're definitely, definitely one of those things. And, and, and going back to that, the whole case, you made a, you know, you made a comment in one of um, the interviews in a podcast that you talked about. And I, and I really resonated because it's saying, Hey, if you were to replace the kids with like, like dogs, for example, like dogs, you, you would see people rise up and be like, injustice, get them out, free them. What's it's like, what? Like, really? It just takes it's true. It's sad where or our culture is that we don't, we don't value human life the way we should. I got I got so many letters from angry dog loving Karens after <laughs> I drew the cartoon with the, the, a Karen being horrified by the dog in a cage and ignoring you know a row yeah. of brown kids in cages you know. Hundred percent, man. It's, it's sad the way we're at, but again, that's what you said. You want to you want to bring awareness and hey. You you you're you're gravitating towards the stuff that you're seeing from these stations. That all they do is is you know, uh, basically they're sending the alarm, right? The, the, the immigrants are coming. The immigrants are yeah. coming. Uh, look at look at the governor of Florida thinks that Florida is on the Mexican border. That's my <laughs> next cartoon, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, plop that thing right there. And he's like, the the immigrants, the crisis at the border is like, dude, no. <laughs> No one. The Mexicans are good swimmers, but not that. Good. I All know, right? man. I, I think that you know he's definitely the right, go- you know, the the right governor for that state because he looks like he's a giant dick, is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> we should take a picture of this. The like, last, the last show flashes went like a hundred miles an hour. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so. Uh, let's transition now to, I mean, before there's one more I want to share, and this is a big popular one because it really, um, it just, it, it really started, uh, it brought awareness, right? When it came to 
these um, organizations, right? That they know, hey, we want to cater to the to the Latino market, Latinx, but then they go and do stupid stuff like giving money to the wrong, you know, politician, for example, hmm. right? So this one here, right? amounts. Oh yes. <laughs> and, and this one, you know, again, you, you know, this was during you know that time where you know you found out that hey, they were giving you know money to to a politician that was definitely anti-immigration and being a big part of that movement. Uh, when this happened, did, did did actually Disney reach out, or what happened when you when you created this? Well, I, I had already been tweaking Disney. I think this is like this one got on their radar, but uh, and, and you know the, the the this is the book cover il illustration for my book, uh, my my only collection of editorial cartoons. I'm promise I'm going to do a new one, and uh, the. Uh, uh, there was a big strike going on all over uh, Mexico and the U.S. of the, the telecommunication workers, right? And in Mexico, it was like a big, this is a time of NAFTA coming in and just a lot of upheaval in Mexico. And in L.A., the, you know, the Mexican groups and the, the, the U.S. groups are, are like this as far as activists. And... Uh, they, they, this group, one of the groups approached me and said, you know, can we use this image of Migra Mouse in our uh, campaign against, and I, you know, I don't know if it's Verizon, if that even existed back then, or AT&T, or Pacific Bell, maybe it was a, just like, you know, it was a big uh, telecommunication company that was doing contracts in, in Mexico. And they said, can, can we use this for our strike? And, and I said, of course you can. Uh, they said, we're going to print some posters of it. I said, all right. So previously, people had been making their own posters of Migra Mouse and marching. This is the time of Prop 187. And you explained all that before, Pete Wilson. Disney had given money to both sides of the, uh, of the, the governor's campaign. Uh, and uh, Pete Wilson and Kathleen Brown, Jerry Brown's sister. Uh, Jerry Brown, famous boyfriend of Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> Arizona. See how I tie it all together? There it is. <laughs> tie it in all around. <laughs> so they, um, uh, uh, so, so people have been using it in marches and rallies. And then uh, these uh, artists even made me a, a, a big wooden Migra mouse. I mean, this image became like, you know, iconic, iconic during that time that we were protesting Prop 187. It was great, but we didn't have the internet. We didn't, we didn't have awesome copiers like we do today. And uh, so, um, you know, um, it, it was limited to people making their own thing. And I was like, great. So then these guys said, we want to print your posters, uh, print posters of it. I still have some of them, uh, definitely collector's items. They had them printed in Mexico and they smuggled them across the border into the US. <laughs> and so they printed like 10,000 of them, right? And pretty soon people were telling me like, we, we had a strike in Paris and we uh, for, for a related Thing in Paris and at at uh, at, at uh, uh, Disney, uh, Disney Paris Disneyland. You know they were holding up the, this poster. You know, and so it was, it was great. Got everywhere. You know, so um, I think that through the grapevine, I heard that they, you know, they might have probably they, they see it 
they saw the 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 image but didn't really do anything about it because I think it was a lose lose for them if you mm-hmm. know they came after a lowly Chicano cartoonist uh, and semi employed you know and uh, I I think uh, they they just kind of held their nose. Later on, I drew a cartoon um, that got around about um, I think it was Michael Eisner who who, who ran Disney uh, and who uh, was the Disney family was pissed at him because he was like the first big mogul running Disney that wasn't a Disney cousin or nephew or something. And so I drew Mickey Mouse uh, 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 as Eisner uh, flipping off the cousin, right? Roy, <laughs> the cousin, the nephew, Roy Disney, right? And so that cartoon got all over the place. It was at record stores, like people clipped it out. You know, making fun of Disney's like pastime out here, and <laughs> cartoon all the time. Uh, and so, uh, I got a call from Disney from uh, an assistant to somebody very high up who wanted to buy the original uh, of that cartoon, right? But I was like, uh, I think they want, they think they're gonna buy the rights to it, so. Uh, I, I, I asked them how much they were, uh, I, I gave them a really high price and they said yes. And I said, nah, <laughs> hold on to it. <laughs> no, they said yes. And I said, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that, man. That's awesome, man. Well, it, it's interesting how, again, I mean, first of all, you have a, you have a, a gift, my friend, of tying things up and finding the connection there. I was like, I can't do this in my scripts. I could do it talking on a podcast, but like in a script, I'm like, I don't like you this. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, and, uh, you know, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's a full circle, though, right? That happened, all that attention. Again, you know, you did a, you did a lot. But then here, then you get a call from Disney to, to join or be a part of the whole project of Coco. Tell us about that because I mean, did they re- did they forget who you were? <laughs> <laughs> well, it had been a while. Look at that, clean up nice. It had been a while, and uh, but yes, we had gone through the next Disney incident, which was Disney tr- trying to trademark uh, the term "Dia de los Muertos," and so the way that that worked was a, a, a Disney super fan who follows the Disney trademarks because that's the way you know what Disney's up to. Mm-hmm. Right? So so this person follows trademark filings, has an obscure blog somewhere, sees that they Disney's working on a uh, Day of the Dead movie. Every studio probably had one. They were working on, had been working on one. They filed for the title of it, which was at the time, Dia de los Muertos. And this person just was like, cool, now I know what the movie's called. Posted that, and then all the Chicanada lost their minds. They're like, yeah. what? Uh, uh, how could you trademark the, the, the a holiday, the term, mm-hmm. name of another culture, you know, another country? That's ridiculous. And I always, and I knew that it had to be a lawyer. You know, because obviously the lawyers, the lawyers do the trademarking, but it had to be like an all-white legal team. That somebody there—I mean, there was no brown person to say, 
you know, maybe it's not such a good idea. You got to look into it. <laughs> the great legal minds at Disney were like, let's go for it. You know, do it. And, yeah. Uh, and so that, that uh, you know, the explosion of anger on, on online, uh, a professor in Colorado, a Chicana uh, professor, Chicana studies, uh, I think, uh, filed a uh, petition uh, you know, everyone signed it. I never signed petitions. I signed that one. And, uh, and then I was like, I got to do a cartoon. So I drew this cartoon, Muerto Mouse, uh, mm-hmm. to, to point out, you know, like Disney's coming for your culture, like a big monster. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have it. You're going to pop it up on me. I'll look for it right now. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, thank God for the internet. You can just Google it or throw it up. But, uh, so I drew this cartoon. So, to set the whole time timeline of this uh tuesday was the day that that blog made an appearance and said this is what's going on the trademark by thursday night i at thursday afternoon i drew that cartoon and went super viral <laughs> thursday night disney withdrew the trademark application and i know later somebody told me a little bird with mouse ears told me that uh somewhere in the very <laughs> highest office there's mortal mouse right there by the way opens nationwide on dealing with mortals uh <laughs> coming to I'm, trade coming to a theater near you yeah yeah and uh i uh uh they told me that the head of disney saw this cartoon like a bit you know Petitions are great. They probably saw that, and people were starting to cover it. But they they saw this cartoon and said, "Send it to the producer of the movie, who's a very high-ranking person at Pixar," and said, "What the f is this?" <laughs> and then said, "Take care of it, right?" But you know, it's magic words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took it's a year. Uh, to take care of it. They, they call me in a year after that. And uh, I was working on a show. Uh, I, I think I just finished working on a show called Border Town. Uh, Seth MacFarlane animated show. Mm-hmm. And we had a gl- one glorious season. Our show was too far ahead of its time. It'll come back. It'll come back. Crazy AF. And uh, so they, uh, the, the, the Chicana from Tucson uh, Marcella Davison Aviles, yes. <laughs> uh, she was a consultant for Elena Vavilor and other Disney stuff. She's the one that was working on Coco, and uh, and she and uh, Darla Anderson, the producer, the executive producer of the film, uh, who went to San Diego State in my same department of environmental design, but I just missed her by like four years or something. Uh, and uh, she, uh, they they took me to lunch and presented, you know, the idea of me coming on board as a consultant. And I said, all right, are you, uh, that, that's, that's interesting. Uh, you know, the universe has a sense of humor uh, <laughs> by dropping this on my lap. But uh, I, I asked them, you know, I interviewed them. And I'm like, are you gonna listen to what I say? Uh, exactly. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but I said, I'm not a rubber stamp. 
for your movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's not what we want. We want help with the cultural stuff and for the audience. And and I said, are you going to have brown faces? You know, are you going to have white actors playing the Latino Mexican parts? They said, absolutely not. I said, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I called my lawyer. I'm like, take, take their call. <laughs> you know who my lawyer is? Uh, Cheech. <laughs> <laughs> it happened all in that same same thing when you, that same event, right? You said hey, you're my lawyer. My spiritual advisor. <laughs> you guys, it, you guys seen the movie The Goonies? Yeah. Yes, huge right. fan. My lawyer is Chunk. Oh. <gasps> <Shut> <laughs> hey, you guys! He's an entertainment attorney, and he's my lawyer. He was a he. He. I went to Berkeley grad school. He was the not at the same time. He's younger than me, obviously, but he was the student body president, very involved at Berkeley. And uh, he's a great entertainment attorney, so he's my attorney. Wow! Wow! Lalo trivia there. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And I, and he doesn't look anything like himself either, right? He's probably a lot grown up and thinner. And he's about the same size, but <laughs> he's not chunky anymore. He's not chunky, he's not chunky anymore. anymore. He's about the same size. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I bet he gets pissed off when people like you know do his quotes or you know hey oh, yeah he loves it he loves the shuffle oh, shuffle. He, yeah I bet he does. He's like come on, dude. He's a great guy. He's, he awesome. Well, name's Jeff. I, Full circle, man. They bring you back. And I love that. You know, I think you, I don't know if it was one thing you tweeted, tweeted about where like they actually did, didn't they sample this in Mexico like beforehand and try to get like the reaction in Mexico or what, what, what happened? What was some of the things that happened? Cause um, I want to, I want to kind of figure out like did besides consulting and having you say, Hey, you know, watch out for this or give them advice. What other things did they do to make sure that they stayed true and didn't like, you know, go past, you know, no se pasaron de la raya, like we say, right? Yeah, no, um, you know, they, they pick, Pixar doesn't mess around when they make movies. They research the heck out of whatever. And if they, you know, if they did Finding Nemo, you know, they they went into the ocean for three months, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went to go live on, in the ocean. They, you know, they, they went to Mexico. The, the, the whole team, you know, the artists, everybody went down for three months in the Mexico. I... I never get to go on these trips. Damn it. I have to like get signed on earlier with these uh, research trips. But they went down to Michoacan, uh, Guanajuato. Guanajuato. They went down to, uh, you know, to Morelia, to, went down to Oaxaca. Oaxaca. They went all over, uh, you know, to, to get the essence, you know, and to, to do the visual research. Because it's, you know, you're creating everything the way it looks, you know, you're not just shooting camera man you're creating all kinds of stuff and then you're creating also you know the, the underworld right and it all has to be mexican they went to mexico city you know to um to like 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 in the scene where they're 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 getting their you know entry into the land of the living right like that whole depot that whole transit center, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the, I think it's the Correos Nacionales yes. building, right? In Mexico. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they just did an amazing job visually. Uh, and and then our part, I think, you know, I mean, the 
the, the, the script developed from, from, you know, they worked on it for six years. So the script development was going all the way to the end of the movie, but it, it changed several times. You know, it was a very different movie in the beginning. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm probably violating an NDA or something uh, right now, but, you know, they had a bunch of old white guys writing writing the first version, you know, and it didn't work, you know. And I think, I mean, it, it's, it wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't like kind of where we are now in, in pop culture and Hollywood. People are making an effort to do authentic stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And, but it wasn't like that five years ago, you know, uh, but I think it was the bump. It was, it was, uh, you know, the bubbling up of that. Uh, it was a pivotal point, you know, like they knew they're going into a super woke era, you know, <laughs> like, no. like no one's going to put up with this. We have Twitter. No one's going to put up with a fake crappy, same old thing yeah. movie, you know, mm-hmm. this you're pouring so much money into it. It's going to be a global movie, uh, and it's got to represent Mexico, you know. And they, you know, they had the cooperation of the Mexican government, and they they did it right. You know, our job, I think, was really sharp and all that, and just to make sure that get get a a set of uh, other eyes on it. All the Latinos that worked at Pixar, they all worked on that movie. You know, they all gravitated to it, nice. like the the assistant director. Uh, was was a guy that was drawing, you know, at Pixar and and working in the story department, uh, and he eventually he, he pitched so much good stuff to fix the story. They made him assistant director, and I'm like, wow, I like that kind of affirmative action, man. That's like that's what corporations should do. They yeah. should, yeah. you know, for for you know, uh, for all the all the mediocre people uh, that that were, you know, given jobs because they had an uncle in the business who should make up for all that and and just like go out there and it's starting to happen, you know, but that was like a really, you know, they really, you know, kind of planted the flag, I think, for authenticity and for for justice, you know, and, uh, and I think it worked. But our job was to kind of watch the movie as it developed, you know, give suggestions, uh, we we also we know everybody. I I know a lot of people. <laughs> I have a lot of cousins. No, <laughs> uh, I, you know I know a guy. Uh, but uh, like you know, we brought in people from the community all over the U.S. You know, Latinos from Chicago, from uh, Texas, from uh, Colorado. You know, uh, not just you know Southern California. We brought people from Arizona, uh, and uh, and and to to consult. You know, to like. You know, we made like the council the of, I forgot what we call them. I don't want to call them the council of elders. Sample group or? Yeah, no, no, we we did that too. But this was like this is like artists that we know, like you know, well known people in the communities, like the head of a museum or the head Mm -hmm. of a theater company or you know, folklorico dancers from the Bay Area. You know, they like gave on on that. You know, and uh, uh, so it it was you know they, they. we said we'd like to do this, and Pixar's like, "Cool, yeah, do it. We'll fly them in." You know, awesome. Uh, awesome. 
yeah so it was, it was it was really good and then they also had i'm i'm, I'm not soft yapper this is gonna be the two hour uh <laughs> go for it this is, hey, this is the, the other, everybody's gonna be the other los muertos <laughs> yeah so. it'll be edited to five minutes but, <laughs> oh but, no uh, um you know we, we the 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 songs right the songs that weren't remember me oh. right that the, they were written uh, with that guy Adrian Molina, who had talked about the assistant director, and my friend Jermaine Franco, who's a Chicana composer. She's the first Chicana or Latina to be in 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 the the composers, you know, uh, union. Wow. Or, you know, whatever. She's like a badass. She does feature films, and uh, I known her for 30 years. You know, and she. Uh, and Adrian did those songs, and uh, I got I recruited her. We did the theme song for the Casa Grandes, which is a show I worked on for at Nickelodeon. But um, but back to Pixar, you know, she 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 got authentic. They got authentic Mexican musicians. You know, they went to Mexico, hired people to do the music. You know, she uh, she knows her her musical genres. You know, we everybody took care of every detail and and it shows it know, shows it's really this show oh my gosh i love i love the fact that you just said you know when it comes to affirmative action all this you know people like they make it feel like it's a bad thing right like oh you're forcing like they don't understand like we would be so far advanced as a as a, as a, a society if we really get tapped into the talent that's out there but to your point i see the illusion of planting the flag like you know what we're gonna it's deep, the, the, the word woke like i definitely sense it man so thank you for being a part of that and, and i'm glad that you know they, they uh, capitalize on your talent and, and you know your wisdom or, or at least your knowledge right and, and hear, heard your voice you know what uh like i mean it was it was i mean i live my life by letting life wash over me so i'm not, i don't have an aggressive life plan i just i kind of know what i want to do in the next year or so yeah uh and kind of you know things i, I want to make a movie before i die i want to make 10 movies before i die feature, yeah. you know i want to direct the animated feature i want to do all these things uh but um you know when that opportunity came i was like yeah you know they're gonna make that movie with me or without me right and and i got a lot of crap from idiots from haters why for signing like I don't know because they're stupid. I don't know. Like, they're they're like, why are you helping them? And I was like, well, why do you not? Want a harmful product out there that were that would poison our kids' minds, or would you like something like positive that you know would gl not not glorify, but would would be respectful to you know Mexican tradition and treat yeah. you know treat us like the way we deserve, you know? So I just I I don't know what I had to fight these these people off and haters gonna hate yeah just oh. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's sad and then again I, this is one thing that me and gabby really you know talk about and we also have another podcast you know that we do a lot of soccer stuff and you know that term. I thought you were gonna say we have uh, we gotta go to our podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> one is coming. Hey Lalo, go full circle, man. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. No, but the other one in the soccer community. But this is more than anything. The big thing that comes up is like you know the peor enemigo de mexicano su mexicano, and that keeps coming up. And we want to squash. We want to stop that and say, you know what? No, like we're we gotta stop that because we're never gonna get out of it, right? Like, yeah. Stop, stop the hate and, and, and you know and promote. You know, and encourage. Yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe my only exception might be La 69. So, but. <laughs> oh my God. Oh 
We were trying no. to avoid her, Lana. We, we don't want to give avoid her any more, that. Any more oh, I gotta, you know, I have a limit. I have a limit. <laughs> oh, he had to go there. And what a, oh, what a way to end it. No. And now you really cut off. Like, wrap him up, dude. He brought that up. You know, I mean, I'm not the one from Riverside. You oh. brought it up. <laughs> that's, that's cold. And I actually did get excited. I go, she said Riverside. I go, but who cares? This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, I mean, I want to be supportive. And, but if something's hilarious, man, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say that's hilarious. That's You're gonna it. use it, man. I, I totally agree. <laughs> you, you. Well, Lilo, just to close us out, any anything to wrap to close us out with? What you know, we kind of already been talking about it. Uh, but any projects, anything you're working on that you can talk about? I know you have a lot of stuff that you got to keep under wrap, especially with all those lawyers, you know, with with uh, Chunk keeping you at bay. Uh, <laughs> what 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 are some things that you're working on that we should get excited about that you can tell us about? Yeah, you know, I mean, before I go, I wanted to say that, like, you know, Dia de los Muertos, it's a phenomenon that has really caught on. Thanks to Chicano artists who brought it to the U.S. in the '70s. But now because of the globalism and, you know, it's kind of coming from all ends. It's coming from Pixar, it's coming from Mexico. And even, you know, it, it, it's it, even in Mexico, it's kind of in some areas, it's a newish thing that, you know, my, my family didn't celebrate it in Sinaloa, you know, or even Zacatecas, I don't know if they did or not, but, you know, it, 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 it's okay to, you know, not be rigid, you know, like we can like play with it, we can, you know, use it for for our purposes and just let it live and breathe. You know, like let the other those muertos be what it wants to be. Mexicans are good at absorbing all the cultures and then doing something new and great, right? From nothing to create, you know, beauty. That's why Mexican culture is beloved all over the planet. That's why, like, you know, and we connected with especially the Chinese people. I met the guy from Disney that distributes movies in China. He's a Chinese guy in Shanghai. He was like, you haven't lived until you've been in a movie theater full of Chinese people in China crying their eyes out during Coco. Oh my gosh. And I, I, I get chills every time I say it. And I say that, I, I, I have to let you know I'm getting chills. I'm getting chicken. <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's isn't that powerful that's yeah. you know because their culture you know they kind of do a similar thing but mm -hmm. they connected you know with this movie made by a giant american corporation it's still magic you know what i mean it's still a beautiful thing and so you know and, and showing indigenous people on screen that's a beautiful thing you know and, and that's what this movie did and it became the number one movie of all time in mexico yeah for a reason you know uh, although the the previous number one movie of all time in Mexico was Avengers, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, <laughs> Mexicans have great taste in movies. Um, but so uh, uh, yeah, the happy Dia de los Muertos, everyone. Happy Halloween, to everyone. Please enjoy it. Respect your ancestors, and uh, and don't, but you don't have to be stiff like like a muerto. You know, you could be. <laughs> You can be like Jose Guadalupe Posada and and be, you know, open-minded and create all kinds of imagery and, and, and just roll with it or whatever. So, projects. I wrote an episode for Victor and Valentino, a show on Cartoon Network about Jose Guadalupe Posada. Uh, and, uh, and that's coming out on, oh, it 
November 1st, whenever that is in relation to this. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. I, uh, yeah, it's coming. So, um, and then I, uh, I'm i working on, I'm artist in residence at Arizona State uh, School of Transporter Studies. I'm hoping to teach a class next year there uh, with uh, no, no, uh, no essays, just comments. <laughs> So, I, so a lot of Mexicans are not going to go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. I had to go there. That was an easy one. Was a, you, you laid that up. And I said, <laughs> uh, And uh, I just, uh, I'm wrapping a, uh, a video game. Uh, I worked on a video game for Xbox, um, which is a driving game called Forza 5. <gasps> Forza Horizon 5. I think that's what it is. And uh, if, are you familiar with Forza games? It's uh, this game is my set... brother is. No, yeah, you know the yeah, yeah. thing was set in uh, like the UK. This one's set in Mexico. Wow! Eye popping! It's just amazing, and I got oh. to consult on it and write some of the dialogue, and it's fun. It's just I. Like I practice driving and I I, I, I drive through the nopales. <laughs> you get points for crashing. It's like, but it's non-violent. Time. It's just all about cars, you know. I was driving a DeLorean today. You know? Oh, awesome. it's it's pretty fun. And then um, I'm just uh, I'm writing a movie for a major studio right now. It's killing me, but uh, you know I got a, a good writing partner on that. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna be doing some crazy stuff next year, uh, so uh, hopefully uh, you get to see it. Yeah, Lalo, thank you, man. All, all the best. We want to wish you continuous success and, and keeping, you know, again, being, you know, being that change agent, being in that, making it, you know, making this this new generation uh, continue to encourage us to speak up and, and, and use our talents for good. That's right. Uh, exactly. But uh, thank you again. It was a pleasure. Honestly, I I, I, I hate thank stopping you. this. Like I want to keep going. Like I'll be like, hey, <laughs> when is dinner, Lala? What are we having for dinner? Uh, we'll be right over. Uh, Leftovers. <laughs> those are the best. Uh, whiskey, Japanese whiskey, Japanese whiskey, and Paloma and whatever Gabby's Tequila. Salud. So from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Ciudad de Mexico and all the way to California, um, I want to give a thank, thank you again, Lalo, um, El, Sa- El Stash signing off along with The Lasho. Thank you so much, Lalo. I've, I'm a huge fan from Twitter, by the way, just throwing that out there. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm on there too, way too much. <laughs> I know. I know. And I love it. So thank you so much for, be- for being here. And Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico. Viva Coco. That's, awesome. that's awesome.